And this is Words for the Wise with your host, DeMarco Williams. Anyway, um, welcome back for the second time on Words for the Wise. But when you originally co-hosted it was living inspiration correct correct that was uh that was a good long while back i think i've only done one podcast since then yeah that's when i called you mr mccrite and like now everybody's like oh it's that 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 guy who talks too much (laughs) but um so today's topic is the study of wisdom now, if you remember when I was um, creating the schedule for season two, this wasn't supposed to be until, what, three more weeks? Um, Something like that. Well, you were supposed to have taken a, a longer break in between seasons than this, but uh, it didn't turn out that way, apparently. No, I kind of jumped back into it because I had a lot more content that I wanted to hit on and I figured, hey, let's go ahead and try to knock it out. But so I have decided that I am going to cut season two in August and come back for season three around December if I decide to bring it back for season three. I don't know yet. I mean, you, you know, you gotta you gotta figure out what's best for you, and sometimes it's just not a it's not a good idea to continue on. But like, you know, whatever whatever you decide to do, I think it's going to be pretty pretty uh, pretty straightforward on how you decide to do stuff. Yeah, and so um, we was joking around about different topics and whatnot, and you mentioned the study of wisdom. Yeah, it is a, uh, oh Lord, it's a uh, double-edged sword. It, uh, it, it's hard to say that you have wisdom, um, because usually if you think you have wisdom, it's, it's usually you being foolish and expecting wisdom to be a part of you. Um, and then sometimes, you know, you may not think you have wisdom, um, and everything you say is wise, but you don't follow any of it because you think it's just foolish. Um Really, I think that the major part of the study of wisdom is, um, does it make logical sense? And if not, is it from God? And I think a lot of people forget that. <laughs> yeah, and so we have people that say, the older you get, the wiser that you are. I I, I don't believe that. Um because I've met a lot of dumb people who are a lot older than me. <laughs> um, but wisdom, no, I, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think experience or knowledge equals wisdom because there are a lot of, um, can I get political or should I stay off that? <laughs> um, do it. I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of touch it. Um, I, 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 I'm not trying to, to alienate anybody because I know some really great people who are Democrats, but, um, if you look at the far left of your party, which are the leftists, um, the ones who believe in you know pure socialism, things like that, um, I'll grant it to you. A lot of people who are on the far left of the of the spectrum um, are very very smart people. You know, they go to Yale, um, they have jobs in you know engineering, coding, 
um, electrical stuff. They're the ones that are running, you know, Silicon Valley now. Um, but you also have to realize that knowledge is not equal wisdom. Um, wisdom is not experience. Um, you can gain wisdom through experience, but just because you've experienced things doesn't mean you actually have any kind of wisdom. Um, I mean, you could you could say that same thing for for any occupation, whether it be you know military. Um, what we do is security officers, what, uh, anybody does, you know, at a desk job. I mean, I've met plenty of people who know their job, all the ins and outs and what to say and what not to say. Um, but if you take them out of the environment of where they've learned something, they, they are complete morons. Um, and again, it, it's, you know, knowledge over wisdom. Um, cause you can tell me how to repeat something over and over and I sound wise, but that doesn't mean I actually understand it or apply it correctly. Understood. Um, also heard this thing: the more gray hairs that you have, the wiser you are. Well, I mean that's that's really just a a second version of you know the older you are, the wiser you are. It's yeah. you know, and it's also a wives' tale about you know gray hair meaning you have wisdom. No, it just means you've either gotten old or somebody stressed you out enough <laughs> to where you're just ready to be done. <laughs> and I think my kids have done that to me already because I am turning gray quick. I'm, I hate to say this um, I myself I, around every year I'll buy just for men because I go gray and it runs in the family like, Yeah, sometimes it's just hereditary I mean it, it is I mean I I started my, my dad and my mom didn't start growing, going gray until I got a lot older um but I I think I started going gray about the time I got into my last semester of college, um, right as I met my my soon to be wife at that time. Now my wife, um, Ashley, and I were we were really young. I was about to turn twenty, or I was about to turn twenty one when we got married, and she was twenty one at the time and about to turn twenty two. Uh, and it's it's really funny to me, like. I think within the first two years, I had already started getting some grays in my sideburns. And then after I had kids, they started coming in a lot quicker. Um, <laughs> I don't notice them as often, but I do notice my hair color getting duller. Um, but thankfully, you know, if you if you go by what we're told about genetics, you know, my, my maternal grandfather had a full head of hair up until his death. Um, and so I'm not too worried about losing my hair anytime quick. So I'm happy about that. I don't mind turning gray. Gray to me just means it's gray. Color doesn't mean anything. Amount kind of does nowadays. Yeah. Could always be like a uh, teaching pastor, Clayton King. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I could just not have hair. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm real thing. I, I, I've got a square head. I, my wife always jokes that I look like the guy from Minecraft. Um, my head's a big cube and she's not, she's not far from wrong. Uh, embarrassing story, I guess I can tell. Um, and I have the wisdom to tell this story because wise people usually don't get embarrassed. Now that's, that's hard for me not to get embarrassed. A lot of times I can look back and say, you know, I learned a lot from that. So that's what wisdom really is, um, in a small, you know, in a small sense. But, uh, I remember my ninth grade, my ninth grade C team football coach ordered me a special helmet because he said my head was too big. Um, in reality, it, I could wear all the regular helmets, but my ears were hurting because uh, I had a double ear infection the week we tried on helmets. And so, like, he touched it and I winced, and so he thought the helmet was too small. So he went ahead and ordered a large size, 
that was like a, a long game and it was way too big for my head, but I had to wear it the entire season. <laughs> well, if you so remember, like dumbass the whole time. <laughs> if you <laughs> if you remember when you got your hat cut, of, um, when you was coming to the Greenwood campus New Spring, the nickname that I always called you, Fight Owens Fight. <laughs> Yeah, so that that was what they did at uh, it, when I first started work at my company. Um, I, I just I try not to say what companies I work for until uh, I'm trying to leave at the moment. I'm looking at a few other jobs, but I'm nothing's really set in stone just yet. Uh, but the company I work for doing cash logistics. When I first got there, we had a uh, uh, a branch supervisor who was he's like the manager under the branch manager, I guess. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a manager, but I don't know what the full title was. He, um, he would be like, he a, and another, he was, it's kind of like if he, he would be like the, I guess the route manager. I don't know. So operations manager. That makes more sense. So like um, in my security, we have like a branch manager, the ops manager. Then we got the field supervisor. Yeah. I would say he was, uh, he was, he was an ops manager then because our branch manager at the, at the moment now is, uh, a new guy we brought in our, our guy that's our ops manager reminds me a lot of our old ops manager, um, but I don't really know if they've got that title anymore. But anyways, there he and another guy that was on our North Carolina route uh, called me that one day, and I didn't know who they were talking about. And they showed me a picture of him. I was like, oh, okay, they're like, yeah, he's Canadian. And I said, y'all just y'all just ruined everything. Like, I mm, no no, not calling me Canadian. No, not doing that. <laughs> well, but anyways, you know. Uh, so yeah, it. I don't even know what I was going to say about that. Anyways, you go ahead. <laughs> um, so when I first decided to start, after I made the name change to the podcast, uh, it was actually in the middle of season one, mm-hmm. which I knew through several people. Um, but I had an employee that told me it's pretty weird for somebody that's 21 years old to talk about wisdom. Uh, what what would your thoughts be on that? They are correct. Um, a lot of times, you know, the younger you are, you're not as wise. Um, like I said, wisdom can come from experience. Um, it doesn't come from knowledge. Um, but wisdom is also given by there's a whole lot of stuff you can you can look at um especially if you pull up in the bible uh the book of proverbs is going to give you a lot of the wisdom that you need um you can learn wisdom you can be taught wisdom um but in order for you to retain it you actually have to be a wise person so like uh uh let me think a, a good verse I, I guess would be to say is proverbs uh twelve twenty four. um the new living translation says you know work hard and become a leader um, be lazy and become a slave. Um, so essentially what you realize is, you know, when you work really hard and you experience the world, you know, you, you can gain wisdom from that. Um, I have a buddy named Matt who growing up, you know, he was hood rat kid. He was always really nice. He was really polite. We had a lot of fun. We skated together. I filmed and he was always skating, you know, and he he didn't grow up with such a great family life. His, his mother and father kind of just let him go and his dad isn't really all there. Um, his older brother is not that great of a great of an influence, but he's always been a nice guy and always tried to help Matt out. His next eldest brother is the middle child, and he's he just does all kinds of things to get in trouble. Um, 
they're they're all really good good people. You know, they try their hardest. But uh, Matt never really had anybody to look up to growing up. Um, and I'm I'm really proud of him, especially if I get him to listen to this podcast just for this one little small part. Um, but this guy, you know, people never really thought he would amount to anything unless he got you know full on into skateboarding. And one day he had to you know quit riding as much as he did, like I did. Um, and so I, I look at it now, and now he's a, a police officer down in Atlanta. And he, you know, isn't the the crazy player that he was. He isn't, you know, going all crazy ghetto on people, listening to rap music, skating like a fool. Like he's 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 like straight on the up and up. Um, he's even told me if I ever come down there, you know, to hit him up by getting a job, and that's not something I'm looking forward to. I don't want to do that. So Matt can keep that. You have fun with that, buddy. I'm glad you're doing really good. But yeah, um, Matt, I think realized like while he was working, like you know, this isn't a lifestyle that's that's uh, sustainable. It's it's not a you know a good thing you know to jump around from job to job. You know, trying to work these you know fast food and you know simple minimum wage jobs and he just kind of realized like i have to make a decision do i want to keep being you know wild or do i want to like actually make something of myself um so he really buckled down he changed a lot of things he was doing he broke off an engagement um he he changed a lot of stuff about himself and i I noticed that it wasn't all at once it was bit by bit um i saw that he went from you know, living with different people in high school to like, as soon as he turned 18, he was working really hard to make sure he could find a place to live. Um, he rented a place with his brother for a while and then he rented it all by himself after his brother went to jail. Um, then he moved from there and got himself a, a, a double wide that he rented and he kept that for a while until him and the girl he was, uh, with, uh, broke up over a lot of different circumstances. And, uh, they just recently, or he just recently, you know, um, moved down to Atlanta, took care of all that. And, uh, it's just insane how much he's changed. Like we, me and him don't get to talk very often either, but he was one of the only people that came up to the hospital when he heard my dad was there having his open heart surgery. Um, and I just, I kind of see, you know, that change in him where he, he's always been a good guy and really cared about people, but like, it was all about what he could do to make sure his life was okay. And like now that he's gotten himself, you know, on track, he's, he's focused on other people. Um, and I would say that that wisdom is just incredible. He's, he's never been lazy. He's always known he's had to get his hands dirty because he never really had the option not to be. Um, we, we're, we're kind of going through that cycle in the world, you know, where hard times make um, hardened people, hardened people make times good. Good times make lazy people, lazy people make for bad times. Um, bad times make for hardened people and you know the the cycle repeats over and over like that um and so like right now you know even with all the political unrest which is it's no different than it's ever been um and you know the way that the world's going you know away from god and all that it's i don't i don't think we're we're in a bad time right now we're actually in a pretty good time um you know, what do you, whatever you think about this president, you know, most people don't like him. Most people do like him. It's, it's 50, 50 in this country, honestly. Um, but you know, some people say it's bad. Some people say it's good. If you look at the economy some, some and how the, the country, gun control. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of stuff, but um, if you, I mean, if you look at our country right now, our country's in a really great place. We're doing very well. Um, 
if you look at race relations, we're actually in a really great place compared to where we were 20 and 25 years ago. Um, it's still not great, but I mean, I feel like a lot of it's manufactured and built up to be something that's not supposed to be. Yeah. Um, if you look at uh, if you look at the median, uh, the average income of even the lowest wage earners, they're actually making more money than they've made in 20 years. Um, that's even accounting for inflation. Um, you look at our GDP, our GDP is at what, 3.2 percent. And before that, it was almost at four something. Um we're we're in a really great period in America. Like people, even even people who are starving, you know, it's it's crazy. You can see how even the bottom percentage of our country still loves loves lives better than the the rest of the world most of the time. Um, you know that people don't consider themselves in the top one percent. But if you look at it globally, you know, I, I'm even in the top one percent of the world, um, and I don't even make that much money. Um, and I've got three kids and a wife and we don't, my wife, I don't let my wife, I don't, not that I don't let her go to work, but we've decided that it's better for her to stay home with the kids and she agrees. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple and it's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. And you know, I've made this podcast my very own. I've talked about different things and you know that's just what you have to do when you want to be a podcast host you got to know how to reach your audience and best of yet i'm on apple itunes so go to anchor.fm to start and like i said if you've always wanted to start a podcast make money doing it go to anchor.fm slash start to join me the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's part. That's Anchor.fm/start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Um. So and I mean, we're able to live off of that and still have a more. We actually have two mortgages right now. We're having to pay because we still haven't sold our other house. Um. And can I afford that? No. But we're we're making it work because of wise decisions of what we're doing. Um, and wisdom doesn't necessarily mean that things are going to be easy. I think wisdom is the hardest thing to be able to attain and be able to keep. Um, but people, you know, want to go for what's easy. We're all about what can we get now. And that, I think that's the reason why American consumerism, you know, especially like I'll use firearms for an example. I was buying some cheap stuff for my AR, um, just, you know, accessories like um, uh, just, you know, random bits and pieces I was going to get. And I realized, like, hey, this is going to break on me in about two seconds. Uh, this isn't any good. So I realized, you know, not the, the best, the, the cheapest price isn't always the best of what you're going to get. Oh, no. Um, and people, people just don't realize that. Um, I guess an, another thing, you know, that you can realize when it comes to wisdom for that is, um, you know, without the discipline to be wise, um, you're, you're essentially leading yourself to slaughter um because of because of your own uh your your own lack of wisdom um so i mean proverbs 523 talks about that as well 
Um, and Proverbs 4.13, it talks about holding on to instruction, what you learn, um, especially about wisdom. You're supposed to guard it well, for it actually will help you keep your life. And what you do from that is, is you learn how to live life in a more uh, biblical, biblically, biblically wise phase of your life. Um, and a lot of people, you know, want to look at the Bible nowadays and say, oh, that's just, you know, an old fairy tale. And I mean, if you look at a lot of what's said, it, it's just practical everyday wisdom to live your life to where you're not, to where you're not messing yourself up for the future. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to stop there because I, I've forgotten the question and I know you've got more. So, well, I was going to give you some, um, I was going to tell you some wisdom um, from an employee that I once had who sold his AR for a deer rifle. It's probably one of the stupidest things you could do. Uh, I guess it depends on what you need it for. I mean, with an AR, in he some traded states, the AR for the deer rifle. Well, the question is, what's the caliber on the deer rifle? What's he using the rifle for? He's using the rifle to hunt. Okay. He, so I'm I'm guessing it's a, I'm guessing it's at least a thirty cal, um, so a three hundred eight, a thirty out six, or maybe even a two seventy. Um, you know, some states it's it's not legal to shoot anything with less than a thirty caliber round. Um, I think in South Carolina you can use five five six or two two three. You know, because I mean it's essentially just a, a twenty a little twenty two on steroids is all it is. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times they say that doesn't that doesn't kill things humanely. Um, so you'll see a lot of people, if they do an AR build for hunting, they'll do 300 blackout or a 6.8 or 6.5 Grendel. Um, and I mean, I've, I've, I kind of want to do a 300 blackout just because you can get subsonic and put a suppressor on it when you get the tax stamp and that gun's so quiet. You don't even have to wear ears for it. It's, it's wonderful. Um, but at the same time, I realize the price of that is just like astronomical because it's $250 for the tax stamp and another thousand for the suppressor. Then you got to buy the rifle and the ammo's more expensive because it's subsonic. So, um, yeah, let's go back to the trading your AR for a deer rifle. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's wisdom. I think that I just personally, I don't sell a firearm. Um, once I, once I own a firearm, it's mine. I'm not giving it to anyone else until I die. Uh, and that'll go to my kids. And I'm going to have a hard time trying to separate. I guess I'll have to decide who likes to shoot more. And if one doesn't like to shoot, then they don't have to worry about getting the guns. Um, and I'm not going to disclose how many I have. It's not a ton. Uh, but I do have a, I do have enough to take care of things. Yeah, um, um, but, yeah, I, I, I guess, honestly, with a deer rifle, especially if it's bolt action, you know, it's a, it's a, bigger, it's a bigger round. Um, so if they're going hunting with it, yeah, I mean, they don't necessarily need, you know, something fast cause they're not going after hogs or anything. Um, but I, I do agree. I wouldn't have sold my AR for a deer rifle at the same time. That doesn't make any sense to me. All right. So I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you heard my latest episode about the, um, hard work versus being fed off of a silver spoon slash platter. Yeah. Um, where would you believe wisdom would fall in into that topic? Hmm. I mean, that, that's a, that's a good point. It, it really depends on the, the person. Cause I, I know that there are people who have been fed with a silver spoon, you know, that their, their entire life was given to them and they still have a lot of wisdom. Um, now 
there's there's no such thing as the same wisdom for everybody. You know, some person, some people might be wise about one subject, where another person may be wise about this subject, whereas one person may be wise about life, and the other person's not wise about life, but about other things. I mean, wisdom comes in all shapes and sizes. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like talents that you might have. You know, I'm I may be a really good shooter compared to you, but you're really good at singing compared to me. Um, you, you know, we're, we're all given those, the, those different types of talents. So I think uh, it really just depends on how you view wisdom or what kind of wisdom you're talking about. Um, me, for example, I, my family was never rich. Um, we've always been in debt most of my life uh, growing up um, for various reasons. And I, I think I embarrassed my dad if he knew I was talking about that during the podcast. Um, But I mean, I like to be real, like I'm a person that will actually discuss my finances. I don't mind telling people how much money I make. Um, I don't care, you know, one-on-one, I'm not going to do it on a podcast kind of thing. Because I mean, not everybody (laughs) needs to know. Um, But I don't mind discussing how much money I make. It doesn't embarrass me. Like I have, I have one person at work that makes more money than me and they've been there for less time than me. And the only reason they make more money is because they jump every day compared to me. And I'm like, that's great for them. They're also getting more hours than I am. That's wonderful for them. I want to know what I can do to get something like that. I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad at all. Um, and I, and I, I'm not trying to toot my own horn because I've been told I'm wise. Um, and I like to think that I am, but I don't try to flaunt it because, you know, when you, when you act like you're wise, like I said, in the first place, you, you're more of a fool than you are wise because wisdom, uh, you, it's kind of like, it's kind of like somebody in the military. I'll use that as an example. You know, they don't call themselves heroes most of the time. They don't, you don't, nobody asks to be a hero. They just end up being a hero is what happens. Um, like you wouldn't ask to, you know, have to rescue five people from a burning helicopter and, you know, fight off, you know, 20 insurgents coming at you. Um, but the fact is you did, you took care of it. So therefore you're a hero. Um, but I don't think you or I would go in there asking like, Hey, what can I do in order to get almost killed and have problems for the rest of my life, you know, and go on about that. Um, so back to me, you know, <laughs> I got off on a whole other tangent, but I think that point made itself. Um, you know, I was I was given a lot. Like there was a lot of stuff that I didn't realize when I grew up. Like I didn't realize that not everybody is, you know, really nice. I had to take a trip up north, unfortunately, um, to realize that people aren't inherently nice. They don't like to forgive. They don't like to forget. They want to hold on to things. And I never grew up in that situation. Um, I had to learn that the hard way through work as well. Um, you know, I didn't realize that, you know, when you go to work, people aren't just nice. You know, you actually have to be careful about what you say, what you do, because managers, managers and companies view things differently than you do. Um, and so that's wisdom through experience right there, you know, learning like, hey, I can't say that. I can't say this. I can't do this. I need to make sure I'm more aware of this. Um, whereas, like I said, Matt, you know, Matt was never handed anything and he had to learn everything. But you know, he also could have went off on the other tangent and said, well, I'm owed everything. You know, I, I should be entitled to this stuff. I shouldn't have to work hard for it. Um, I think the difference between me and somebody else who might have been in my situation is I realized, you know, like, hey, I do have to work hard in order to keep the things that I that I want to keep. Um, and it also helped me to realize, like, hey, I have too much stuff. Um, kind of like that commercial. Too much stuff, not enough space. Um I, I talked to Ashley about it earlier, and I think we might have discussed it on my podcast or yours um, last time, and, you know, minimalism. Um, there's a lot of things that I have moved min- to a minimalist lifestyle about. There's other things I haven't. Like firearms, I'm, I still want to buy everything I can because <laughs> I'm addicted to it. But um, when it comes to, you know, 
when it, when it comes to other things, like I, I got rid of so many clothes. I got rid of a ton of shoes. Um, I actually ordered the first pair of shoes that weren't work related since I was 24, I think. And, uh, or no, or my, somebody else didn't buy for me. I actually bought my first pair of shoes, uh, in probably in three years. Um, and the only reason I didn't buy my last two pair of vans is because my mom wanted to get it for me. Uh, cause we went on a trip to Tennessee and stuff. She just likes to get people gifts. I say she's a shopaholic, but that's a totally different subject. Um, that's probably why we're in debt. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. God, <laughs> if she hears this, she's going to kill me. Who? Um, kill my mother. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially I think it comes down to, it's not, it's not how you're raised because Matt was raised to be, you know, be a, to be a mooch. His older brother worked really hard for everything, you know, but he also wasn't fighting hard for everything. Matt's had to fight for everything he's ever been given. Um, and so like, and I haven't ever had to really fight, but I kind of realized like, you know, there, there's a difference between being handed stuff for the rest of my life. And there's a difference of me being able to take care of it myself. I'm nobody else's responsibility. I'm my own responsibility. The only people that I'm accountable for are my, my wife and my children. I chose to take care of them. Um, and my wife, you know, chose to, you know, allow me to go work for everything. And she's responsible for, in, in essence, you know, if I lose my job, you know, she has to be just as worried about it as I am. And so, like, if I ever lose my job, me and her both look for jobs. But I, it's never happened that way, thankfully, um, since we – since I think we moved to Wear Shoals that one time. Um, and since then, I've, I've always just worked. And I just decided then and there, like, hey, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to work. You're going to stay home with the kids. It's more cost effective that way. Um, Good old town of West Shows. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not even going to sugarcoat that. That place is awful. If you ever move to West Shoals, it's either because you don't have any money or you have a ton of money and you like to gossip. <laughs> um, actually, everybody in that town gossips. Good God. But um, I, I guess to the major point of what your question was is that uh, I think, you know, how what you're born into doesn't matter as much. It's how you perceive things and if, how you decide you're going to um, make your way through life. Are you going to be a victim and expect everything to be handed to you? Or are you actually going to work hard and expect yourself to take care of everything? Because you can't rely on other people is what I've realized. Um, no matter how much you love somebody or how much you think somebody else is going to take care of you, eventually that system is going to fail. Um, I, my wife can't rely on me to work forever because one day my body's going to break and I'm going to be broken. And so like right now, um, we've made a decision that we're going to, I'm going to save X amount of money, um, for my job, uh, up until the age of 30. And at that point, we're going to speak with uh, a couple of, uh, retirement investment companies, um, and kind of see who's got the best options for us and what we want to do. And hopefully by the time I'm retirement age, um, which I've planned for 65 or 67, even though by the time we get to retirement age, it'll probably be about 70, um, or more 80. Um, yeah, you never know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to rely on the government for social security because by the time we get old enough for social security, social security won't exist anymore. Um, which I'm fine with, you know, I, I personally, I think that social security is a socialist, um, response to people not being prepared for their future. Um, which is, which is good, you know, cause some people can't really be prepared and some people don't have the, the smarts or the knowledge to be able to do that. But that, I also blame, you know, the rise of technology and how quick everything is. Everybody wants the easy way out. Nobody wants to work hard for anything anymore. 
Um, yeah, it's just it, it, it's really all just about your mindset and what you realize and how you view the world. Because um, if you don't view it for what it really is, then you're going to be jaded um, and you're going to be an idealist and a utopianist um, and just expect things that aren't going to happen. Uh, I, I guess that sums up, I guess, my thought of that question. Yeah. All right. So mentioning that you had a child on the way. Yes. Would you like to? Uh... Yes, we uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, Perry Elaine on uh, May 24th of 2019. She was 20 inches long, so she was the same length as me. And I think she came in at eight or two or something like that. She's She wasn't huge, but she wasn't small by any means. I, I was a tiny baby when I was born. Um, but since then, she has uh, grew like three or four inches, and she's put on a ton of weight, and she is a chunk. Uh, she's healthy. She's probably the best kid we've ever had. Um, yeah, they don't talk back just, yet. Yeah, no. Well, she doesn't cry unless she's just really upset. Um, she doesn't have a problem. She likes to sit. She loves it when I come home because as soon as she sleeps most of the day, and then when I come home, she knows it. So she wakes up and she waits for me to come hug her and hold her, and she just wants to coo and caw at me. Um, so she'll talk to me for a good long while, and then I'll give her back to Ashley to feed her, and we just kind of live our lives. The boys love her. Bridger wants to kiss her all the time. Kellen wants to hold her all the time, and. Uh, they give us more problems than anybody. I swear to God, they are they are hell on earth. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's. I think people are right. You know, going from one to two is a is a hard transition because you're not used to two kids. Going from two to three, I thought would be awful. And everybody told me no. Going to two to three, you don't even realize that. Like they are absolutely correct. The only difference I've seen is Bridger is a little bit more clingy to us now because I, I think because he knows he's the middle child. Um. But we haven't really run into anything where e- any of our kids feel like they're left out of anything. They, they've all kind of realized, like, hey, you know, there's three of us, and our parents love us all. And, you know, they're really young. Bridger just turned three. Kellen's four. Um, you know, and having a new kid was just – it was different. Now, having a girl was totally different. Um, so if you check back in with me in about a year, you may see that my attitude has changed and I might want to kill every little boy in the world. Um, but you know how that goes. So I, I told Ashley, I was like, you know, we are going to have a lot of guns in this house after a while. And I was like, because I'm planning on every year she turns another year older, I'm buying another gun. Um, I think those are great investments, you know, so I'll, I'll have to invest in a safe, invest in uh, some guard dogs, a moat, um, an electric fence and, you know, a video door system to make sure if anybody, anybody comes to talk to my daughter that uh, I see him first and uh, I give them a head start on their run. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I mean, you know, uh, honesty is the best policy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. If they ever hear this podcast, they might not come too far. I mean, that's fine. I, I told her I've already told her she's not allowed to date until she's 30. I mean, she doesn't understand, but she smiled at me, so I guess that means something. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. So you will be back in about. We'll be speaking again about a week or two to discuss okay. parenting. Oh yeah, I remember that topic came up. I think that's going to be a really interesting one. Oh yes, and then I have you scheduled for one more. That's going to be discussing um, how 
dealing with being let down by people that you care about. Okay. So. Well, that will be interesting too then. Very much so. All right, so that brings us to the end of tonight's episode of Words for the Wise. I'm your host, Marco Williams, along with co-host Brandon McCright, who is host of Crescent and Palm. By the Correct. way, have you made any more episodes? I have made one since then, uh, and it hasn't really gotten a lot of listens, but that's fine. I didn't really do it for the listens. I did it for, I, I, I guess I do my podcast just to kind of say like, hey, this is me. I just, if people want to listen to it, they can. They, if they don't have to, if they don't want to, they don't have to. But uh, the last one was about uh, my buddy at work named Walker. And uh, I think we named every security company but ours in logistics. So people will probably figure out where I work now. <laughs> um, but we talked about him being left-handed. We talked about, you know, um, some of the stupidity we've dealt with at our job lately and um, tactical stuff, you know, just, just basic everyday stuff. And I think my next couple of interviews, I've got, I've got one that I'm supposed to schedule with a, uh, with a, with a lovely couple that I've known for a good portion of my life who have been in missions work. And, uh, the, uh, husband actually almost died, um, falling off a roof and, uh, me and my family were the first ones to respond when that happened. Um, and that that was back before I really knew anything of what to do, but I kind of knew some of the basics. So it was, it was a really interesting time, but yeah, that, uh, hopefully that'll come up in the next couple of, couple of months. Um, I've got another buddy, um, that was in the Air Force um, and kind of was in – he was in intelligence around the time Snowden was there and had buddies that were uh, stationed with him. So that should be an interesting interview as well. I've just – I don't have very much lined up just because of the season of life I'm in. But, uh, you know, eventually we'll get around to some more. Okay, so you, you've got to step one down. Because, let, me, let me tell something to your audience because I know you, I know you have enough brains in your head. Um, it's not that people don't want to take care of uh, – kids through from families you know it's kind of like people say the only reason you don't want us to have kids because you don't have to pay child you don't want to pay welfare for us or your taxes that's not it let me explain something to you whenever whenever people have children out of wedlock or before they've left school or before they've got like i said before they've gotten married or gotten their lives on track is because or leads to uh higher levels of poverty it leads to uh, fewer relationships staying together. It also leads to a child feeling that they've been through abandonment, even though both parents may be there. Um, it also leads to the parents. So let's say, let's use, use an example. So if you had a kid, you're also putting yourself in a place where you're not able to be financially stable. You're putting yourself in a place where you're not able to take care of things. You're also putting yourself in a place where you're not really sure about what your next step is. Um, and there have been plenty of wise speakers, Larry Elder, a very great black conservative talk show host dennis prager who uh, larry elder dennis prager who's a, a very wise jewish man who even has a uh, an hour devoted to wisdom on his radio show every single week um, but they have both said you know the the number one way to keep families together and to remain um in a in a, in a better financial place is to finish school or finish whatever your training is for whatever you're planning on doing then you can get married or then become financially stable, then get married, and then have children. If you do it in reverse, your life becomes a whole hell of a lot harder. And it's not just because of you know certain small factors that you can control. It also goes with outside factors. People don't look at you the same way. Um, you're treated differently by society, which does happen. You know, We do live in a society where things are still very taboo on certain things. Um, some people don't believe in marriage anymore, but if you look at it, people, you know, especially with marriage being at a 50% divorce rate, 
Um, if you look at the Christians who stay together, who've been together for a long time, we're just using Christians only as a sample because that's what I know. Um, they end up leading happier lives, um, which wise people, you know, may not even lead a happy life. Like I've realized this, like just because you're wise doesn't mean everything's going to be easy for you, but it's, you're able to handle a little bit better. Um, it's kind of like Stoics. Stoics realize that, you know, bad things are going to happen. So the, cl- the quicker you learn to just accept it and learn that you can't change outside forces, the better you are. I would say Stoics and Christians have probably been the wisest people that have ever graced the face of this earth. Now, there have been people who are wise in other religions and other um, backgrounds and things like that. But I-, I think that those two philosophies can go hand in hand, even though they're almost vehemently opposed in some ways. Um, so if, if you take a look at... Uh... Oh, snap. I lost my train of thought. Play me after Marco. Okay, anyways. Um, But yeah, essentially what it comes down to is, you know, make sure you take care of yourself before you go into that. I'm telling that to your viewers or to your listeners, not to you. So continue with what you're saying. Um, Well, anyway, so that's the reason why I'm taking a break. And then gotcha. I have to decide if I'm going to come back for season three after that. But... Anyway, when we go and discuss parenting, you can you can mention how, like, the joke that we had going on Facebook today. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, will, I will lay it out word for word. We won't talk. We won't just mention it. We will lay it out. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell Kathy what it's really like. About how Kathy says, "Don't discipline your kids." And I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell Kathy what it's about. I'm gonna tell her to get it out of her mouth before we start. <laughs> oh, we ain't going there. We ain't going there. All right, Kathy, you have a good night. Demarco, you have a good night because I'm about to get heated with her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, enjoyed interviewing you tonight, and we. Shall I talk to you in about a week or two? Yeah, well, thank you again for having me on. I mean, it's it's really fun, especially since we can't be in person. This was a this was a really cool, interesting way to to record a podcast through the phone. You know, I'm hoping the quality comes out well for you. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening to Demarco and I, and you know, appreciate anything. Um, I, I will say this, you know, when it comes to wisdom, um, if you ever have any questions about wisdom, you can always you know message one of us. Um, you know, DeMarco always tags his Instagram usually. And my Instagram is uh, McCrightMB. Uh, or you can also message me on uh, Crescent A-N-D-P-A-L-M, Crescent and Palm. Thank you to everyone that has listened to this podcast this week. And I greatly appreciate all of you for coming back every week and listening to what I have to speak on. I would like to give a huge shout out to Mr. Brandon McCright, host of Crescent and Palm, for being a guest on my podcast and being a guest on my future podcast. This will bring you to the end of Words for the Wise this week. If you don't know, now you know. My name is DeMarco Williams, and my co-host was Brandon McCright. Until we meet again, this isn't goodbye, this is just see you later.